Hello, everybody, and welcome to First and Goal, the hardest-hitting, up-and-coming ACC, SEC football podcast on the Internet today. It is Thursday, December 30th in the year 2021. I am your host, Ben, joined here once again by my co-host, the one, the only, the goofy, Big Rob. How you doing over there, buddy? Oh, I'm fine as frog here, split three ways. How about them Gamecocks? I'm going to tell you what, man, it was a hell of a good day. That's what we're going to be discussing today. The South Carolina Gamecocks versus North Carolina Tar Heels and the Dukes Mayo Bowl right there in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I am itching. I can't wait to jump into this one. Man, what a game it was. It was a game for the ages. You know, something that neither one of us expected to see out there starting quarterback, Dak Joyner. Man, let me tell you what, I've been waiting years to see this. It was exciting. I mean, you can't help but be extremely happy and excited for the young man because he came in there as a quarterback. They asked him to transfer to receiver position. And nowadays, it doesn't take nothing for a player to want to leave, to want to transfer out. But instead, he said, no, I am a diehard South Carolina mm-hmm. game call, thick and through. And he persevered. He toughed it out, played receiver, and he finally got his shot today in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. First ever start at quarterback in the bowl game in your head coach's first year. What kind of volumes of confidence does that speak that Shane Beamer had in him? But also, what does that say about Dak Joyner to be able to deliver on those terms? The biggest stage like that, I mean. Well, if you remember earlier on in the season, Every time they would talk about Dak Joyner, they were talking about what kind of arm this kid's got, how accurate he is, how he can actually start a quarterback at any other school in the country. And they just it, it never really panned out. Earlier on in the season, they would bring him in just to run the ball or hand the ball off. He he never really got to throw it. And then second play of the of the game today, sixty-four yard bomb to. To Jaheim Bell. Yes, sir. It was it was quite impressive, man. I mean, I am tickled to death. And, I mean, let's look at a few things coming into this game. I mean, South Carolina ended their season 6-6. Six and six, And that was a huge improvement over last year, finishing 2-8. and eight. Still 6-6. Six and six, There was a little bit of uncertainty saying, well, if the Gamecocks really arrived because they had a couple of wins early in the season against Troy, East Carolina, Northern Illinois, I believe is the name of the team. So, I mean, there's a few teams where they only got some wins against and they said, well, okay, Florida could have just had a bad day. Auburn could have had a bad day. So, I mean, it was a little bit of uncertainty. Was the Gamecocks really improving or not? Right. I personally didn't have much doubt, but them coming out in this Duke's Mayo Bowl against a healthy North Carolina team, don't get me wrong, North Carolina has fallen off from what they were the previous year, but still – this is a North Carolina team that went out there, and I mean, they took down Wake Forest, who was ranked in the top ten at the time. Yeah, to face a healthy Sam Howe, who had two hundred five, who, who they held to two hundred and five yards with one touchdown. But you can't ask for much better than that. No, you really can't. I mean, Sam Howe, that is a potential first round draft pick at quarterback. First round, early, early second round at worst. I mean, yeah. this guy, five star quarterback. Been nothing but great since he got North Carolina in 2019. And it's kind of funny how things have come full circle because his first ever start as a Tar Heel beat 
South Carolina. Yep. And an upset. In Bank of America Stadium. Mm-hmm. And then potentially his last ever game as a starter for North Carolina gets dragged by South Carolina in Bank of America Stadium. Mm-hmm. It's funny because that was really the beginning of the end for Will Muschamp. A lot of people will say at Carolina was that lost North Carolina. And this could be the beginning of great things for Shane Beamer. Oh, it's beating North Carolina. It's just going to continue on an upward trend for Shane Beamer. What what does a win like this do for recruiting? Oh, man, I can only imagine. I mean, especially those North Carolina kids who want to try to stay uh, loyal in North Carolina, but see that kind of a whooping. Well, dude, you could drive, hell, 60 miles. Yeah. And you're right there in Columbia. Yeah, yeah. but an hour from home. Exactly. I mean, this could be a big swing in recruiting because this gets you on a national scale, but also a lot of uncertainties about South Carolina. All these offensive players are saying, okay, well, do I really want to go to the school of Marcus Satterfield? They have not been putting up offensive stats all year, and you're not sure if you'll fit the system or you're not sure if this is really a productive system. Mm-hmm. And then, lo and behold, 543 yards of offense in today's bowl game. I mean, I'm telling you, that's a real eye opener. What a difference a mobile quarterback makes in that system. Well, it's like I told you earlier, man. Um, and like we said months ago before the season started, South Carolina in their spring game, if you look, this whole offense was set up for a mobile quarterback. The rushing game was set up to feed off of a mobile quarterback. Mm hmm. No, the quarterback's not going to have the most touches carrying the ball. But when you get a mobile quarterback, you can do read option. You can do play action. And a lot of times, the defense, they're going to key on that quarterback. They can't pin their ears back and go tailback because they're going to have to sit there and key on the quarterback. Right. As soon as they see him roll out of that pocket, a couple of them guys is going to go after him. Not everybody's focused on the running back, whereas when you have someone like Zeb Nolan or Jason Brown, one of those guys in there, or Luke Doty when he was injured, mm-hmm. you can pin your ears back and you can go get them. Today, they couldn't do that. They seen Joyner was able to scramble. He could keep the ball. Next thing you know, he's breaking up to 10, 15 yards. Yep. With that opening everything up, that paved the way pretty easy for Kevin Harris having a big day. 182 oh. yards on the ground, six yards of carry. Oh, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, there was a play they had like third and long. Carolina was uh, going back to, to throw the ball. Joyner just tucks it and runs with it and ends up getting the first down by like half a yard. Doty, or not Doty, but uh, Zeb would have never been able to do that. Josh Brown would have never been able to do that. Jason Brown. Jason Brown, sorry. Yeah, and I mean, it's not due to a lack of heart or anything. I mean, both those guys, Jason Brown, had nothing but respect for that young man. He, What he did, phenomenal. Yeah. Awesome. He overachieved by far. Zeb Nolan doing what he's done this year. What a great story it's been. I it mean, really has. Awesome, but at the same time, we can only work with the tools the good Lord above gives us. Absolutely. And if you're a guy that you don't have a whole lot of elusiveness in you and you run a 5-3 or, <laughs> in Zeb's case, probably a 6-0, 40-time. 6-0, hell, you got a sundial. Yeah. <laughs> no knock to you, Colonel Zeb. We love you, man. But, hey, uh, he got promoted. He's no longer a colonel. He's general. He's brigadier general. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then you got someone like Joyner who can run in the fours, and he is, I mean, that's a shifty dude. That cat, he can juke you out of your shoes. 
He is elusive, but he runs like a fullback. The way he just dunks his head down. Yeah, he has he has no fear when it comes to dunking and just trying to run over top of you. Yeah, man. I mean, especially to be a small frame guy, he really delivers an impact. That's something I really have seen difference in this year compared to years past where he got thrown around like a rag doll. So, yeah. I mean, just that dual threat quarterback, it just adds a whole nother aspect to your game. And, I mean, hats off to Marcus Satterfield because that was – the opening play calls, that was nothing short of brilliant. You nope. had this man playing the whole season. Hell, last – even the past coaching regime, the last two years – He'd show up in the Wildcat, run the ball mm-hmm. every time. This, this man has not thrown a pass since 2019. <clears throat> and then he comes out here today, second play of the game, drops back off of the wrong foot, off balance, and drops a 64-yard dime yeah. on y'all to Jaheim Bell. I mean, who the hell saw that coming? I sure didn't. I thought it was going to be another just tuck and run sort of deal. And when he threw the ball, man, I went crazy because me and you both have been talking that they need to use him better in throwing the ball. But once he did that, I knew it was going to be a game. Oh, man. As soon as he threw that touchdown in the second offensive series, he came back on the field. I lost my mind. <laughs> I felt like I was back in 2000. Hell, 2006 yeah. was Savelle Newton. <laughs> I was saying, here we go. Let's freaking go. Beamer ball to the moon, to Mars, to Jupiter. Let's Where do the, the damn do? thing. <laughs> and, I mean, both those Gamecocks were on a mission today. Not only not only do we have good quarterback play, man, but what about the play for Kevin Harris? Oh, he really did. I, I hate to lose a player like Harris, but I will say one thing. If he ever picked a time to go to the NFL, he ended it on one hell of a high note. He really did. I mean, all year long, there's been a lot of questions of Kevin Harris. He just did not look the same. Today, 2020 Kevin Harris, the bus was back. The bus was rolling. It showed up. I mean, you could see that he was perfectly healthy finally. And I hate that the kid decided to go to the NFL. Simply because I feel like he needs one more year just to prove that this wasn't a one-game fluke. I don't think he's going to be an upper, an upper-round pick at all. Well, it's, it's definitely not a fluke. I mean, you look at 2020. Mm-hmm. 2020, the only reason that man was not a Heisman finalist is because he was on a two-win team. Let's be honest. Yeah. It is what it is. The Heisman, that's nothing but a racket. Right. It really is. But – he picked a high note to go out on, and it really bothered me. But something I just thought about, and I can't blame him, and I hate to compare him, but at the same time, look at the history of South Carolina running backs, great running yeah. backs when they try to stay loyal. Yeah. Marcus Lattimore was best running back we ever had. Him and George Rogers. And I mean, when Lattimore came back, he could easily went to the draft right. after his first year, and he had been a good pick. But he came back that sophomore year, had that devastating injury. Mm-hmm. And he could have went to the draft that year. And he decided to come back for one more, heal up, save him, come back. Came back the next year and had an even worse injury. Well, it ended up being a career-ending yeah. injury. Yeah, because he, uh, 
he left for the draft, and then in preseason with the Broncos, he re-injured himself. Was it the Broncos or the 49ers? Broncos, I'm pretty sure. I can't remember. I thought it was 49ers, but I, hell, I could be wrong. I, I really wasn't paying much attention to the NFL at that time. Yeah. I got kind of disgusted and got out of it for a little <laughs> bit there. But, I mean, I can't, I can't knock them for going. But at the same time, Zaquandre White leaving, you'd like to see one of those two guys go. One of the one-two punch guys staying. Well, here's the thing, too, to, to think about. All season long, Zaquandre, Kevin, Juju, whoever was running the ball couldn't get a good start going because they would go in for a series and then they'd be pulled for the next guy to come in. They, they couldn't – they just couldn't get a good start going on. Yeah, they couldn't get in a good – Groove. Groove. They couldn't get no momentum going. I see what you're saying there, but something I just thought about, where was Marshawn Lloyd at today? I think he was one of those that got impacted by Corona. Oh, was he? I think so. I hate to hear that. I was wondering. I just thought about, damn, I didn't see him out today. But uh, Kevin Harris, man, I mean, it's funny. Normally, the more times you hand the ball off to a running back, the more they fall off Mm -hmm. in the game. But I swear with Kevin, the more you give him the ball, Look at that last the, run. The harder he runs. I mean, the more he just feed me more. Like, well, Look at that last run. They handed him the ball off, and he trucks it for about six or seven yards, makes contact, and then carries the pile for another six or seven yards. Exactly. And, I mean, when you said – now think of what you just said. And can you wonder why he's going to the NFL after this game? Because this game right here – Everybody's seen what he did. Everybody's going to be talking about, man, did you see how Kevin Harris did yeah. the other night? He was getting after it. Did you see him trucking carry these people? Well, not to mention, I mean, he did make that run in the NFL stadium. Exactly. I noticed when he got that rushing touchdown, I don't know if y'all caught this or not, but as soon as he went to the end zone, he went to pointing up. At the, up. And if you look from the backdrop, he was pointing at the Carolina Panther symbol. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, I kind of figured right then and there, I said, yeah, he's probably gone. Yeah. But I wish him the best of luck in his next adventure and hope he stays healthy and have a long, profitable career. Take Absolutely. care of him and all his family. Absolutely. What about that run that Juju had, though, that big, long touchdown run? I am excited about the future of Juju McDowell. Yes, sir. That that joker there, that's one of the smallest running backs I can remember. He's a tiny little fellow. But, man, it's like the defenders just go right over the top of him, and he'll shift in and out, and it's Mm -hmm. almost like he's so short they just can't see him. He can almost, like, ball himself up and be able to, I don't know, disappear from and and gain about five yards before anybody can find him again. Yeah, I mean, he had a hell of a nice run there, 35-yard run to the end zone. Yes, sir. That was damn impressive, I mean, This game here, you got to wonder. Sorry, on the but you got to wonder what happened here. How do we get here? I mean, coming into this game, the South Carolina head coach, first year unproven coach Shane Beamer, mm-hmm. offensive coordinator Marcus Satterfield, unproven, and to this point, a lot of people had a lot of doubts about him. Everybody wanted him going. A lot of people did, yeah. And then 
defensive coordinator, Clayton White, mm-hmm. was another unproven coach coming out of a small school. He looked really good all year long, but still, none of these guys were big name hires. No, not these were nobodies. Not trying to sound these were a bunch of nobodies, really. Mm-hmm. And then you look over at North Carolina head coach Mac Brown, who is a legend of a coach in his own right. I mean, hell. The run he had with Texas. Yeah. The run he had with North Carolina before he went to Texas. And since he came back, making them a contender all over again. Absolutely. But you got to wonder, after this loss, how much time does he have left? he got a couple years left. I mean, you got to wonder, though, because he hasn't announced it yet. So this could be Sam Howell's last season. It could, but they also have some good quarterbacks coming in there. They have one thing I can say is North Carolina has recruited. They haven't messed around about that. Yeah. And Mac Brown's always had great quarterbacks. I mean, yeah. You just look. It is history. Everywhere he's been, he's always turned out pretty good quarterbacks, good offenses. Offense coordinator Phil Longo. I mean, yeah, this year North Carolina has not been as good as they were the last couple seasons, but still. This year, they were still one of the best, most explosive offenses in all of college football. Right. I mean, hell, they got in a shootout against Wake Forest and won. Yeah. Won the gunfight against Wake Forest. And Wake Forest, Demon Deacons, that's been a that's been a badass team this year, man. It sure has. Uh, they took a lot of people by surprise. And I think they took that North Carolina team by surprise, too. Wasn't it uh, double overtime they ended up winning in? Yeah. But... Surprise, surprise. I'm not going to say I told you so, but we told you so. Yeah. The North Carolina defense did not get it together. They are still – and I still wonder if it's something, the whole co-defensive coordinator thing. I feel like if you're going to be a successful defense, you need to have one defensive coordinator. Right. You got to have one big dog running the show. Right. You got to have your head coach, offensive coordinator, defense coordinator. When you get co-defensive coordinators, you got two guys. It's almost working against you mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. I mean, I don't like that. I do not like the whole co-defensive coordinator thing. You get a lot of confusion. You get a lot of mixed matches. It just, to me, it doesn't work out good, and it has not worked out good this year for North Carolina. Like I said earlier, 543 yards. That's what North Carolina gave up today. And that's to a South Carolina offense that has absolutely struggled. Yeah. They've struggled. It's no mystery. I mean, South Carolina has not looked good this year. They have absolutely not looked good. And in a lot of ways, a lot of people say this is one of the worst offenses in college football. Yeah. And they came out, and I mean, 543 yards. That is, that's insane. That's very much insane. And I mean, to be able to put that many yards up rushing against a foe in the ACC, 301 yards total rushing. I'm not even so much saying 301 yards rushing. 
because South Carolina did that a lot last year. And they got dragged a lot last year. But the fact that they put up 301 rushing and then 242 passing against you, they had a balanced attack. Yeah. And the thing is, this whole entire game, North Carolina trailed by two possessions. Mm -hmm. This entire game, they were trying to throw their way back into it. And you only had 205 passing yards to South Carolina's 242. Right. And this is against a South Carolina defensive backfield that was held backups across the board. Yeah. I mean, they were missing uh, Cam. Cam Smith. Um, he was out, I think, due to COVID issues. Yeah, man. I mean, Bo, I think they had three defensive backs yeah. out in this game. Yeah. I mean, this is a very decimated team, which, by the way, Eli Drinkwitz, you notice how this guy was playing with a lot of backups. He played a receiver at quarterback in this game. Didn't complain. Hell, they went out there with pass. <laughs> just, want, just want to throw that out there, Eli. You and your excuses, you can stay right there in Missouri. I don't give a damn. Keep your mouth shut about that. <laughs> Don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear your excuses, dude. I'm telling you, man. And for speaking of Eli and the SEC, do you realize that South Carolina is the first SEC team to win a bowl game this season? We're number one. <laughs> We're number one. Right. Well, let's just say at the time of this recording, we are number one. We were the first one to win. Yeah. We're the first one to win. Therefore, they cannot take that. I promise we are number one. We are the first SEC team to win a bowl game this year, which actually hurts me like hell to say. It feels great, but at the same time, it's like, get it together. Come on, y'all. Losing the Army. Losing to Central Florida. Yeah, it's... it's I, don't, I don't even want to keep going. I don't even want to keep going. But hell, I can't say much about the ACC. Right. Nobody in the ACC won until Clemson last night. Hey, the first schools to win in both the SEC and ACC in the college football bowl games were Carolina teams. We're both in South Carolina. How about that? <laughs> How about that? How about that? Boy, I'm sorry, I got to stand up for a second. Do what you got to do, man. But, uh, it's crazy. I really don't get. I really don't get what's going on with the SEC in general. I don't know if nobody showed up to play, but I, just, I had to throw that out there, Eli, because I'm sorry, but nothing, nothing grinds, nothing pisses me off. Yeah, like a coach making all these excuses, going on and on and defeating everything else. This coach here, I I hadn't heard Shane Beamer make a single comment no. all week. Hell, nobody knew about the COVID cases, none of that, until what, yesterday? Yesterday. And even then, he was just like, yep, we're just going to go out here, we're still going to play. He said, yeah, we lost some kids, it's a tragedy, but you know what, we still got enough to play, and we're going to play. And play they did. They whipped ass. They sure did. A man that has not played quarterback in two years. Two years, went nine for nine. Perfect. Mm Mm-hmm. But you're going to make excuses. Yeah. Get that mess out of here, dude. All that boils down to is you don't want to take responsibility for your actions, for your play calls, for whatever you did to get this your team ready. 
right, you want to know the difference in a good coach and a – I hate to call you a bad coach. I hate to insult the dude, but you know what? A good coach and a bad coach. Hell with it. I'm throwing it out there. Good coaches. All right, the other night when I mentioned the Missouri game, they dominated in every category against Army, right? Mm-hmm. Listen to these stats, all right, for Carolina. They won the time of possession, 39 minutes. North Carolina had 21. South Carolina had 27 first downs. North Carolina had 14. 543 total yards, 333 for North Carolina. Passing, 242, 205. You see where I'm going here? Rushing, 301, 128. Both teams have four penalties. South Carolina had 66 total plays. North Carolina had 50. Dominated time of possession. Okay. 8.2 yards per play. North Carolina had 6.7. You know what the difference is? Carolina just knew how to uh, hold on to the win. The difference is South Carolina was putting points on the board, 38-21. to 21. Yep. They dominated on the stat board, and it transitioned to the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. Because the coaches put them in the right positions, and they put them in a place, a position, to succeed. Mm-hmm. Your job as a coach is to put your kids in a position to succeed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, there's some points left out on the field, but you know what? That's still got uh, Parker White as the all-time points as, as the all-time uh, points uh, points uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm Lost my train of thought. What the hell is wrong with you? Congratulations, <laughs> Parker Watt. Yes. He became the all-time leading scorer for leading South scorer. Carolina. He went three for three downs, field goals. He is also South Carolina. He is. Um, he got more field goals yeah. than any other kicker in South Carolina history. So congratulations to you, Parker White. You're a legend. You have made history in not one but two categories today, my man. Yes, Hats sir. off to you. Way to stick it through. Damn good job. I know you're going to be playing on many Sundays for years to come. Looking forward to seeing you, man. Absolutely. That's all, brother. Another player I want to mention. How about Jaheim Bell? Oh, he is a wild man. That guy, though. I knew he was going to be a special player this year. Yeah. I knew he was. Yeah. But I swear, he's like a human highlight reel. He really is. He reminds he reminds me of old Terrell Owens, old T.O. Get your popcorn ready when he gets on the field because you're getting ready to see something. Yeah, so the first touchdown that uh, Dak threw, Gene, just over the top, pretty as you please, dropping the bucket, six points. At second touchdown, I texted Ben and I said, WTF. Boy, it looked like Zed Nolan about took his head off at of that pass, but he was still able to catch it and drive it to the house. Jaheim Bell went home today. Five receptions, 159 yards receiving with two tubs. Two. Two touchdowns. That boy ain't hungry no more. No, sir. That man there. Hey, wait till next year. <laughs> Austin Stogner, Jaheen Bell, the running backs you got coming back. If Josh Van comes back, a Marion Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, sir. DK. Mm-hmm. Oh. E.J. Jenkins. I'm telling you what, South Carolina, it went from a lot of uncertainty through midway of the year and the second half of the season and now after the bowl game. Mm-hmm. You 
you have to sit here and say, man, Spencer Rival coming in with Shell. I wouldn't be surprised if DK gives him a little bit of run for the quarterback position. I'm telling you. Or they at least split a little bit of wrestling. I would not be surprised at all. Yeah. But I'm telling you right now, to go from the way it ended last year, mm-hmm. to see them progress through the year and to see how this thing ended, and then you look at the transfer portal, the guys they picked up, the recruiting trail, the guys they mm-hmm. picked up. Bo, they're building something here. They are. They're building something that I don't know if it'll be next year or the year before or the year after, but they could really make a run at that East. They really could, especially next year, because I mean you're looking at a at a rebuilding Florida Gators team. You're looking at a Tennessee team, Kentucky teams. The Georgia team, I mean, they're always bad, but or not bad, but they're always kick ass. But Tennessee's always toss up. Kentucky's March Soups, you always got a good team there. But at the same time, South Carolina coming this year, this is a very inexperienced team, not making no excuses. But this is a very inexperienced team with a brand new coaching staff, a lot of adversity. Hell, we didn't know who the quarterback was. Week to week. Yep. Week to week. And hell, we didn't know who the quarterback was for the bowl game. We was told it was going to be Colonel Zebulon. <laughs> line. Here we go. DK taking the field. Yes, sir. I Which was a good surprise. Pleasant surprise, man. But, I mean, I just – I'm really blown away with this thing, dude. I mean, yeah, I'm over the moon with that. South Carolina held it down today. Oh, yeah. They dominated a North Carolina team. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I come into this game thinking – it was going to be a blowout, but in the other direction. I didn't think we was really going to stand much of a chance. No, nah, man. After seeing what they did to Wake Forest, I was, I was really hopeful. Mm-hmm. I thought there's always a chance. Mm-hmm. When the South Carolina Gamecocks was on the field, there is always a chance. Somehow, some way, South Carolina is an anomaly of the football team. They really are. They really are. It, it, it's, it's never – as soon as you think you got to figure it out, they're going to surprise you, whether it's good or bad. Yeah. But, I mean, just like the defense today. The defense showed up and showed up. I mean, the whole Sam Howell, the 200 yards passing, that's pretty special. Hell, they had four sacks today. And they, they held him to only three yards rushing. They had more than three yards. No, he only had three yards rushing. They of had course, a, they include the sacks in with the rushing stats. But if you look at their total rushing yards, they had 128 Total rush, 128. Yeah, you got Brooks for 72, five rushes for 72 yards. Chandler for 29, looks like 29 yards. May for 24. And then Howe for three. Yes. Oh, Sam Howell had three yards. Yeah. Said. Okay, okay. I thought you were saying the Tar Heels only had three yards. Oh. Dude, what? <laughs> The hell game was you watching? <laughs> nah, man. Um, yeah, Sam Howell. Nah, he's a dual threat quarterback. Mm-hmm. He and that was, was that he, was one thing that uh, Beamer actually talked about in his press conference that they needed to hold his rushing yards because he is a, a dangerous threat out there in the open. He had over eight hundred yards on the ground this year. Mm-hmm. He was damn impressive. I want to say he was their leading rusher on the team this year. Actually, it surprised me. But we're going to get into North Carolina in a minute there because this isn't just a South Carolina episode. We're going to have to 
North Carolina, you thought what we did in preseason. I know you didn't like it. Well, guess what? <laughs> you ain't going to like this. No. You ain't going to like it at all. But as a South Carolina fan, hell of a day to be a game cop. Yes, sir. Hell of a day. You made us proud. And like I said, I'm over the moon. It's, it's a huge day for recruiting. It's a huge day for Gamecock Nation. It's a huge day for the Beamer era. Mm-hmm. I just, over the moon, man. I mean, like I said, it's just incredible how things have come full circle from the downfall of one era yep. to the uprising of a new era yep. and the difference in the two. Yep. It's almost like a phoenix being reborn from the ashes. It really is. It really is. It's damn. It feels good, don't it? Feels good to be a Gamecock day. But uh, let's kick it over to North Carolina, man. All right. North Carolina, you come in this game. You got your head coach Mac Brown, offensive coordinator Phil Longo, one of the best offensive minds in college football, they say. And then you got your co-defensive coordinators, Tommy Thigpen and Jay Bateman. Mm-hmm. And you just came out here and I don't know what the hell you did all season. Like you, just, you really did. Yep. Just laid an egg. That's that's all you can say for that. I mean defensively one of the poorest defensive games I've ever seen by one team. Secondly, I mean South Carolina is known for not having a good rushing defense. You gave you had 128 yards worth of rush. And one of those rushes was for I want to say 60 something or 70 something yards. 72. 72. Yep. So you take away that one big play, hell, you ain't got a little 50 yards rushing. Yep. So I mean, North Carolina. I don't know, man. It's feels like a downfall. Feels like a regress. And if you're Sam Howell, I mean, really, don't get me wrong. He's still a first round quarterback, early, early second round. But if you look at his numbers from past years and roll them over to this year, mm-hmm. he's kind of falling off this year. Yeah, I believe this game's caused his draft stock to fall a little bit. This game wasn't too bad. I mean, he was 14 of 20 passing, so that's a decent completion ratio. Did have a passing touchdown in there. But, I mean, you weren't able to bring a team back at all. No, not at all. It was, never, it, it was never more than a two-possession game or less. There was one point where it was an eight-point spread. And that was going in, it was in the third quarter. And then South Carolina came right back and put the points back on the board to get it to a two two possession game. Okay, so damn near the whole game was besides the opening quarter, the opening kickoff, and then going into the fourth quarter. Yep, eight point spread. I mean, it was a two two possession game the whole game pretty much. Yeah. So he was never really able to get his team back into it, but at the same time, his defense was never really able to make it happen. But they did stop South Carolina a couple of times, but when they stopped them, they wasn't able to capitalize. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, they would stop them, and South Carolina would give the ball back, and then they would stop them. They'd either have to punt, or it would be the end of the the end of the uh, half, and then South Carolina gets the ball back. That's exactly right. And I mean, South Carolina had sixty six total plays. They had sixteen more plays on offense than North Carolina did in this game. Yeah, I mean, it so was that just, tells you right there. North Carolina wasn't moving the ball when they were out there. It's just your classic control the clock, control the run. It was just, you know, like an old-time classic uh, football game. Three yards in a cloud of dust, control that clock, and we're going to whoop them at the end. Yeah, man. I just – it was not a pretty game for the Heels. Not at all. And the ACC slide – it's continuing. Yeah. It is continuing. Especially with Virginia Tech getting butchered <laughs> by Maryland. That was a disaster. I don't know what the hell happened with that thing, but yeah, we, we, we ain't going to get into that one tonight. No, not tonight. We'll get into that maybe the next one. Maybe the next episode. We might. I don't might, know. Next might episode. Yeah, next episode we're going to discuss these playoff games and all that, and then we'll have to roll over and yep. go back over all this. But uh, more than anything, man, I just wanted to get out here. I want to talk about this game, Cox. I was proud. It's just, it really is incredible. You just, you gotta, you have to appreciate Absolutely. the change. Absolutely. It's from the third game of the year against Georgia to the way they played this game. And I know that's not a fair comparison because they had a lot of kids out, COVID, injury, transfer portal, you know, whatever. But there was just more enthusiasm, more grit, and more unity than what I've seen with the South Carolina team since the Spurrier days. It really has, man. And, I mean, a big difference in all this, too, is when Muschamp was there, the couple bowl games he went to. The Michigan game we won. But every bowl game besides that, it was like when players opted out, you said, oh, man, we're done. We're screwed. Mm -hmm. This game here, we had some big names out for this game. Some big names. Yep. Hell, our best defensive lineman coming in this year, Kingsley Nabar is out. You're sitting there saying, oh, man, that's going to kill us. That's going to kill us. They had four sacks. Four sacks today. And then arguably the best running back we had this season is Zaquandre White. Yeah, Zaquandre White wasn't there. Marshawn Lloyd wasn't there. I mean, your quarterback that you won the Florida game and the Auburn game with, mm-hmm. he wasn't there. A lot of guys were out, but instead of it being a fall off, it was, okay, we're just going to plug and play. Next yeah. man up. And they went out and they did it. And, I mean, that just – that's a huge, huge – Tip of the hat to the coach. And when your second string guys, third string guys are a man at a whole different position can change positions and perform at that level, that's just a tip of the hat to coaches. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one thing that you can also say is going back, looking at some of these player interviews throughout the last couple weeks, they were talking about wanting to win this game for the super seniors, getting them out on top. You know, they, they wanted they wanted their guys to finish as a South Carolina Gamecock with a W in a bowl game. And, and they, I mean, 
They did it. Yep. They did it. So hats off to them. Hell of a day to be a Gamecock, y'all. Hell of a day. But about tomorrow. Oh, man. Playoffs. Going to be some good games on top of the playoffs tomorrow, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tomorrow and Saturday. New Year's yeah. Day. New Year's Day is always great day for bowl games. Love them. But, man, I am I'm itching tomorrow. We got two SEC schools in the playoffs. We got Bama and we got Georgia. But I'm telling you, it's – I love this time of year for the simple fact that it's good football, but I also hate it at the same time. That means football is almost over. No, sir. Not for us. Football is going to be 365 around here. <laughs> All this is, as soon as it ends, guess what, man? Time to kick off recruiting. Time yes, to look over, over every year, review seasons. Got a lot of film to study. That's right. It's going to be a good damn time. That is right. But I believe that's all we got for this one, man. What you think? Uh, Bo, I just want to say congratulations to the South Carolina Gamecocks. Shane Beamer, hope you're able to get all the mayonnaise off of you. That was pretty funny. All except for the fact that you almost got knocked out. And take a minute, man. Give a shout-out to old Dabo, the Clemson <laughs> Tigers. First one to put the ACC on the board this year. Yep. Hats off to both teams, man. Both of them showed up, showed out. Proud to be from the state of South Carolina. Yes, sir. So with that being said, y'all, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll be back here soon. You stay safe. Enjoy the holidays. Hope you have a happy new year, and we will see you soon. We'll see you all later. Go Cox. Yes, sir.